God is there. And he already knows it anyways, you guys. He already knows all of it. And he is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's there with you. The things that you're going through right now, and I know some people will be like, well, that just sounds cliche. It's not going to last forever, guys. It really isn't. The things you're going through right now, it's not going to last forever. He's got you. He's got so much more in store for you. Your life is worth it. You are worth it. You are his son and daughter, and he's got you. And just trust in that. Listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is your Chief Storyteller host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch, and welcome to Episode 89, Gina's Journey to Freedom God's Story. And thank you for listening to my show that shares Christian women's God stories around the world and is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app one of the world's most powerful Christian apps. And friends, I can't believe that the month of September is almost over. I can tell you this, my allergies are crazy. So if I sound a little hoarse and I'm clearing my throat and all that stuff, friends, please bear with me tonight as we go through our conversation. And friends, to me, I want to share this about the month of September because I always find that it signals the end of summer and the beginning of the beautiful season of autumn here in the United States. Now, I know many of you live outside the United States. You're all over the world and you're probably experiencing weather differently. But here in the United States, I love the autumn season. And for all you flower listeners out there, did you know that The aster and morning glory are flowers that represent September. Well, you better take a look at those because they are beautiful. So I just had to add that little tidbit in. So friends, it's now time to get this show started. And today I am super excited to bring to the mic a ministry leader that I met through the Spark Media conference. And also I met her through the collected group and she's from Ohio and is a writer, a speaker and podcaster. She's a wife, a fur mama. Gotta love that. Gotta love that friends. She's an aunt. Oh, I love that too. To all of the children around her. Oh, cool. Aunt Gina. That's really, um, to me, I love being aunt myself. So that's so cool. 
She's also the founder of Anchored by the Sword Ministry. So welcome to the show, Gina. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. And it was such a joy to meet you in person back in March in Tennessee. It was uh, one of the best things I've done, um, getting to meet new people and all the things. It's been so great to network and everything. Yeah, it is. I love it. And, you know, Gina, I always love my guests to talk. You know, that's one thing a lot of my guests say, Michelle, you let me talk. (laughs) You know, we're all talk show people. We're all podcasters. We all love to talk, right? But I do love to listen to my guests and I love them to have the opportunity to share. So is there anything else on a personal note that you'd like to share with the listeners that I haven't? I love it. I love having Fur Mama in my intro because I just... You know, my husband and I, unfortunately, we weren't able to have any children, but our fur babies are our children. And right now they consist of three psycho animals. We have our seven-year-old Maine Coon named Bandit, and he fits that role to a T. And then we have my two-and-a-half-year-old Beagle Rescue Rascal. He also fits that name. And then we have Hazel. She's our Basset Hound. She's about to turn one. And she hasn't hit that lazy basset hound stage yet. She is still full of pep energy and keeps me going. And it's a crazy house over here, even without um, kids running around. But we also have, my brother had five children um, between him and his wife, um, their marriages. And so um, four together, one from another and they are crazy and they keep me busy and I love every minute of it. Um, my, uh, second, my oldest is 21. My second oldest is 15 and a half, just got his temps. So it's really, um, cool. 13, 11 and 10. So got our hands full over here. It's a lot of fun though. Yeah. You know what I love is that you're close to your family. You know, and I think that's really important. The aunt role is a very important role. I mean, I have nieces and nephews that I just adore. And I don't get to see them as often as I would like to. I do try to see them more frequently, but it's hard um, when families are, you know, kind of separated in terms of distance and everything. Although I will say technology makes it a little bit easier, but it's still nothing like being together in person and doing things. So I really think it's cool that you are, you know, in that role. And me, of course, I have two crazy dogs, Bella and Brody, and they are just hoots. Um, Bella's a piece of work. She's a diva and Brody is a puppy and he's a corgi. And, um, He tries to herd Bella and they really are uh, interesting because she's the queen and he's the herder and she doesn't like it and he gets in trouble a lot. But anyway, they keep you hot and they keep you young. And I do think it's really wonderful. So thank you for sharing about your fur mama experience and who you're a fur mama too. Now, so Gina, do share a little bit too about your writing. You know, I want to hear more a little bit about that and your devotionals and blog. You know, I love writing and the whole, you know, content piece of it. I really do. I wish I 
were better at it and I liked it more. But, you know, I will say when I do it, I love it. It's just getting there. But tell me about your writing and, you know, or a little bit about it and what brought you to it and stuff. Well, I've always loved writing and reading books, reading books I've been doing. I mean, the kids in my kindergarten class were reading C-Spot Run and I was reading babysitter club books. So like, I've always had a love of reading. And um, my first book I ever did was construction with construction paper, uh, tape with pictures and ties to hold the construction paper together. So that just shows how I think I was seven when I did that. So I, I've loved it. Um, But I didn't do it for a long time. Like I started writing some stuff back in my early 20s. And then I didn't do it for a long time. And then um, back in, I think it was 2017, 2018, right around those times, um, I went through Annie F. Downs' book. um, Sorry, I had to look at the name. 100 Days to Brave. And one of the things I started doing through that is I started writing something on Facebook or it was Facebook um, once a day, every day during that 100 days. And the only even after that for quite a while. And the only days I missed is when I was sick. And so I would write something every day. So I kind of really got hooked into the writing world and um, with different writers and speakers and stuff, launched a lot of books. I can't even tell you how many books I've helped launch. Um, It's in the hundreds. I can say that. Like I wrote my story for the first time about um, a relationship I had with my mom. And that was the first published article I ever wrote. It became published at um, the Grit and Grace Life or the Grit and Grace Project, I think it's called. That was the first one. And then I had a few other devotional pieces that got published through Little Redbird Press. And it was so cool just to see that because it was like getting to share my story. And then on the blog, I would write different things. Like I wasn't very consistent about it, but I liked doing it. And then I would also write reviews, which I still do some of that. Um, now it's kind of transitioned more to a lot of my writing stuff happens like in my email list. So I do a once a month email list. And so a lot of my, like my writing stuff goes into there. Um, I'm also in the middle or getting ready to start a project. So, um, I'm not telling too much about it publicly right now, but it's coming out sometime next year. So I'm really getting excited about that. And, you know, like I said, just kind of dip it, dap in here and there and everything. It's just kind of culminated. So, and now the podcast. <laughs> well, it's always good to hear. And I love to hear, you know, the backstories too, but you know, Gina, I love sharing Christian women's transformational God stories. And we just heard a little bit about your story around writing and blogging and things, but today I want you to share your God story that we talked about. And before you share, which is the journey to freedom God story, right? So, but before you share your your story, I'd like to hear from you why you think we need to share God stories. Why do you think women should share their God stories? Because we need it. We need to hear, all of us need to hear about God moving in people's lives because there's always something to take away from those stories. Even if someone listening does not have that exact story, 
there's something in it for everybody. God can use every single thing to speak to somebody. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And if we stifle our voices and we don't let our voices and our stories be heard, then we are not fulfilling the part that God has for us. And no matter what part of your story you share, no matter what part you don't share, I mean, somebody's going to be influenced by it. And that's one of the things I do on my podcast too, is people come on and share their freedom stories. And, you know, we need this. We need this, especially in the time that we're living in. And we see all the junk going on around us and all the stories that make you feel down and COVID this and racism this and all these other things that bring you down. We need to hear these stories because God's God's story in each of our lives, he's right there with us. He's writing our story and it needs to be shared. It needs to be shared. People need to hear good things. That's right. And that's why I felt compelled as well. I just, it's an uplifting way to encourage. It's a gift to someone. Um, And not only that, I think God wants us to share. Maybe it doesn't have to be publicly, but we need to tell our stories, whether we tell to friends or we share it at church or in our community group, or, you know, we are willing or want to share it, um, you know, more publicly. But I agree. And I think it's wonderful that you're willing to take the time to share. So Gina, tell me, where does your journey to freedom, God's story begin? (laughs) Well, um, just a quick, quick rundown. I, I became a Christian at 15 or um, 16, um, right right before I turned a senior in high school, after a long period of a lot of different things that, um, you know, we won't get into today, a lot of things that happened before, but I was on a journey with God and ended up walking away from him in 2000. Then 2014 came around. So we'll fast forward 14 years. I had went to a couple services here and there throughout those years, but never anything consistent. Had my Bibles, didn't really look at them that kind of stuff had kind of just not done anything with God. Well, in August of 2014, my grandmother, she was diagnosed with cancer and she was that praying grandma. She was the one who had four devotionals in her Bible out. And she did those every single day before she even like, she took care of my grandpa. And then she read her Bible and her devotions before she did anything else. So when she got cancer, it was very, it was kind of out of the blue, but it was already very far advanced. And with me being a nurse, I understood exactly what was going to happen. You know, I mean, it doesn't take anybody to realize you have stage four cancer. It's everywhere, you know, and you're 78 years old. And so I got to walk with her for nine weeks from her journey from diagnosis to death. And that was the hardest journey I've ever had to walk through with her. Like she was my mom when my mom couldn't be. She was like my best friend when I, you know, when I needed her, she was always there. Um, so to watch her go through this, um, it could have turned me two ways. Could have really made me hate God for taking somebody like her away from me, or it could have turned me to him, which it did. We, uh, you know, I would help her read the Bible when she couldn't read it herself, like Psalm 73, 25 and 26, 
were the last verses her and I ever read together. After she passed away, like I was there with her the whole time, every almost every day, except for when I was sick. And I had the esteemed pleasure of, I mean, I, some people may not believe in this. Some people might think I'm full of whatever hot air when I say this, but when the night before she actually died, her body died, I was sitting there with my dog and I was doing homework because I was in my bachelor's in nursing program. And all of a sudden the paper on the refrigerator started swaying back and forth and my dog's ears perked straight up. And I mean, I was, I was the only one there and I was like, her spirit just left her body. And then it just took her body time to go. And she died probably about 12 hours later. And like I said, I I was so privileged and I felt so honored that I could be there with her in that. It was a struggle though, after she passed, um, because about a month later, I ended up breaking my wrist. I was in my final semester in nursing school. I couldn't work. I could only do certain things for the um, precepting that I had to do. And I was really depressed. Like I was really upset. I was suicidal at that point. I was like having these thoughts in my brain. Like all I have to do is go over to that drawer and get the gun. Like my face was down on the bed and I was screaming. Like my husband thought he was going to have to commit me because I was losing my mind. And everything had finally hit me all at the same time. And, but something kept me and I, I know now it was God. He, he kept me on that bed because if he wouldn't have kept me on that bed, I wouldn't be talking to you today because I was just had lost it. So after that day, I just started going back to church on a consistent basis and started really diving into his word. Um, it's been a process. Um, but it's been such a great process and such a great time. And it hasn't been all rainbows, butterflies, and straight uphill. It's been hills and valleys. And I think that's something that everybody needs to know is that your walk with God is not like that. It's hills and valleys. You're going to have your high times. You're going to have your low times. But the consistent part is He's there with you holding your hand and He's writing your story with you. Um, fast forward a little bit to 2020. Of course, pandemic. Right at the beginning of 2020, I actually started on my healing journey, my personal healing journey from everything that had happened to me from 25 years of shame, guilt, everything from things that I had went through in my past and things that I had never dealt with and things that came up during this 13-week course that I had never dealt with. So I went through all of that. And after I was done, I did my whole like soul tie breaking which was insane. It took about a half hour. And before I even did it, this room that I'm sitting in right now got hot, like really, really hot. Like I get warm anyways, because I'm menopausal, but I got really, really hot in this room. And I was like, Oh no, Satan back off. I know what I'm doing right now. You you're done. Like, you know, you're done when I'm breaking these. And I broke every single soul tie. And then I nearly fell down the steps. I like bounced down the steps. And my husband's like, what is wrong with you? I said, nothing. Isn't it great? (laughs) So it was just an amazing thing. And that's where this ministry came out of. It came out of my own personal healing journey. And so I was, you know, wanted to encourage people, wanted to let them know that their stories matter and they don't have to have shame or guilt about anything from their past anymore, that it's all under the blood. It's done. And then um, I started the podcast about 
little less than a year after the ministry started. And it's just been such a blessing to be able to not only I shared my story in episode nine, I actually had the woman who walked me through my journey interview me because it was the one year anniversary of the actual ministry. So it was really cool to kind of have that whole turnaround. And she's interviewing me about my story. And it was just, like I said, it's been such a healing thing. And actually being able to watch people, you know, be so vulnerable and tell their stories makes like it encourages me to continue to share mine. So there you go. <laughs> that's your story and you're sticking to it, right? That's right. <laughs> that's my story oh. starting 2014 on. Then there's the other backstory that if we were going to do that, we wouldn't have enough time today. <laughs> oh, well, now, so do you ever blog about your backstory or are there other places that people can go to maybe learn a little bit more about that? Yeah. Like I said, episode nine of my podcast um, is where I talked about a lot of it. I have written some things about it on my blog. Um I've written about like my journey with infertility. I've written, like I said, about my issues with my mother, <laughs> um, things of that nature. I've written about that kind of stuff. So they are out there, um, but it'll probably be in a book someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. I mean, you're probably so busy with everything you've got going on and trying to get your book written, kind of like most people that are trying to do that. I know I'm trying to do that. And you know, I've got an, a podcast episode that talks about my story as a childhood cult survivor and kind of what brought me to where I am and all of that too. But I will say that there is something to be said about the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, talk to us a little bit about the soul ties. Tell us a little bit about that. And then like, how did you go about doing that? Because, you know, that could be new to some of my listeners, it's like, what is a soul tie? Now, I do know and have had soul tie prayer over me from past relationships and things that needed to be broken off. But I would love to hear your perspective on that and kind of the process of what you went through and everything. Sure. Um, it is like that. What it was, it was a part of the 13 week. It was like the 12th week of our curriculum. And so what we had to do is we had to think about every relationship that we had been in, um, where a part of us was gone, um, where we'd been connected, you know, other types of like anything that was keeping us away from God and was keeping us pulled away from him and, um, keeping us just distanced from anything. So like I had past relationships, I had to break soul ties of. I had to break the issues that I had with like my mom, the anger I had with her. I broke off the bitterness of some of the things that had happened. Um, just anything that was keeping my soul tied down. And I sat here in my office, I had it listed on paper. And then anything that came to my mind, not just things that have been done to me, but things that I had done to people. And I literally just prayed and said, God, cut this tie cut this tie, spirit, cut this tie, get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. Get rid of this, 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 this. And like I said, it took me about a half hour to get through everything and things have come up. And I, you know, I have the tools now in my tool belt to be able to, when they come up, snap it right then and be like, Nope, it's done. Bye. And so it was a process for me. 
And I would not have been able to do it if um, Holy Spirit was not with me going through that because there was stuff that I had to break that I would never have wanted to admit to. I mean, there was things I found out, you know, I remember during that class and really thought about during that class. I was like, I would not have wanted to say this to anybody. And here I am blurting it to pretty much complete strangers. And, you know, here we go. So it was, it was, like I said, it was one of the most freeing things. And for me to bounce down the steps without falling down the steps and bouncing, you know, it was good. (laughs) God is good. (laughs) Yes, he is. And, you know, the fact that God drew you to that and the Holy Spirit drew you to that because he was preparing you for your ministry. And how could you minister to others and help them walk in the freedom if you were all bound up yourself? So you really are equipped to be able to minister and to help others who have these strongholds and, you know, are stuck, you know, because for you to call, you know, almost commit suicide, Gina, I mean, you must have really been bound to, um, throw yourself on the bed and scream and, you know, the frustration and all of that, you know, that was really taking over you. It was. And it was the, it was the second time in my life. I had considered that the first time was when I was like, I think 10, 12, something like that. And I had a slap bracelet. And so I, I used that on me and, you know, obviously the slap braces don't do nothing, but that in 2014, that, that was the most nervous I had ever been that I would have actually done something. Like when I think about it, like, I know God was keeping me because like I said, my husband didn't know what to do. Cause I'm running around the house, like a banshee I'm screaming, crying, like everything was coming out at that moment. And, you know, just to throw myself on a bed, I know that was God who tossed me there <laughs> because it was, yeah, it was just, I was in such a low place. And, you know, no one can negate your story. You know, people can reject Jesus, reject God. They can not believe, you know, something. But the bottom line is it's really hard for people to negate a person's story and a personal experience. Until you've been in that situation, it is really hard for you to say how you would handle stuff. And it's really hard to say that, well, that didn't happen that way. Well, you weren't there, so you didn't know but I'm sharing my story with you so that that way you can understand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit more about this incredible grandmother of yours. I mean, when you're talking about her, oh man, it it just brought tears to my eyes, tears to my eyes, because I know she must've loved you and prayed for you. And I know I've had grandmothers that have done that, you know, in my life and people who've done that in my life. And, you know, but, Where do you think her faith came from? Well, I know it came from, I don't know. Like I, the thing I, one of the things I do regret is not hearing a lot of their stories. I think that's why I'm so big on wanting to share other people's stories. And that just came to me. Like I've been thinking about it lately that I, there are stories I wish I would know. I wish I would know some of the backstories of my great grandparents and stuff like that. But um, I think it came from them. She was in a Lutheran church and she had been in a Lutheran church her whole life. Um, So she, you know, she was really strong in her beliefs and, you know, she had a relationship with Jesus. She had a relationship with God. Like I said, she did all the things and actually you guys can't see it because you're not on video, but the picture right above my head, that is my grandmother's high school graduation picture. 
And then right beside it is my wedding picture with her. And actually beside that, I know this is kind of off, but beside that is a picture of her and my grandpa when they started dating. So it's kind of hard to see, but it's from like the 19th. I can, I can see some of it up there. That's so neat that you surround yourself with her. She was amazing. And, um, you know, she, <laughs> she had a relationship with my grandpa that not many people could understand because she was very much, she was the quiet wife. She was, you know, submissive to my grandfather, but she was also not afraid to tell him when he's acting a fool and tell anybody else either. So, I mean, she was one of those, when she spoke, you listened because she, that's just the way she was. I mean, you know, when she, when she was getting closer to her time being done on this earth, she said a little bit more than what she would have said back in the day. But um, yeah, she was just, she was the strong woman in my life. Like I said, she was always there. She would walk me through whatever I was going through. If I was having issues that I needed to talk to somebody about, she was there. She never judged me. When she made a mis- when she made mistakes when it came to me, she apologized to me. She showed me what that was like. Um, instead of just writing it off or saying it was my fault or gaslighting me, she'd be like, "Look, I I screwed up. I'm sorry." You know, just seeing her example and seeing the way she treated people. I mean, obviously, none of us are perfect, but I really try to be as close to her as I can. And I'll tell you, it actually took a long time before I took her number out of my phone. Oh, <laughs> because I bet. I mean, was, did you play? Did you play her voicemails or go back and listen to her? You know, or look at her writing. I mean, that's what I've done with my mom. You know, it, it's comforting. I mean, I have pictures of my mom, and you know, her spirit is. I feel it or sense it, or you know, I have certain things. But I'm just curious. You know, well, yeah, it was kind of. It was actually crazy. I was in the. I was in a discussion with somebody a couple of weeks ago. We were in a group discussion, and we were talking about books that we've read and like classics, basically. And I have a book back here. It was it's the Anna Green Gables. I think it's like the three book three of the books collection. And I always thought my mom gave it to me. Well, I opened the front cover and it was from my grandma. And she actually wrote the she did this all the time. She always wrote the year of something, what the occasion was, and she signed it. And I was like, like it was such a gift just to be able to see that. Cause like I said, I always thought my mom did it, but it was her. And so every time I see that, it just makes me happy. And plus I have my great grandmother's Bible back here. And I love that Gina, that, that to me, the most important part of my mom and her legacy was her faith too. And so going back and opening up her Bible and looking at the pictures, you know, she put pictures of all of us in the Bible and prayed over us. And, you know, she was so dedicated and committed in that way. And so, you know, I just wanted to share a little bit of that and um, have you, you know, speak a little bit to that because I mean, for you to know that your grandmother's spirit departed her body before, you know, she left her body. It was the craziest, but the coolest thing. Like, you know, I mean, somebody could be like, well, you had a fan on. Yeah, but the fan was directed at me. This was like opposite, like away from everything. Like nothing was going on in the area where it happened. Like, and my dog would not perk up about a fan. I was like, I know what I felt. 
And I know it was her. And, you know, up to that point, she kept saying, Don, let go of my foot, Don. And that was my grandfather. Oh, like he was saying, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on, Jenny. Because her name was Virginia. And he always called her Jenny. So it was the coolest thing to be able to be a part of. And when I saw her the next morning, I was like, now you stay until I get off work. Don't you leave me while I'm at work. And what did she do? She left me while I was working. (laughs) So, but I was like, you know what? I still have that moment's treasure because it was just her and I. Yes. It's very special, Gina. Very special. So thank you for sharing your heart there. And I know that's part of your God's story and, you know, the blessing and, you know, how God works in our lives. And, you know, we are here for a season, you know, and he does bring to us those, you know, that are to support us, to pray for us, to encourage us, to love on us. And he's brought you to your ministry to help those. And so um, now, your ministry, it's hope, healing, grace, and all of that, right? So is it just around the podcast itself? Or do you like help your listeners, you know, minister in that way? Or I haven't had a chance, believe it or not, to listen to your podcast. So, and I do want to do that. So I just kind of like to know a little more, share a little more about your ministry. Sure, Absolutely. Um, (laughs) when I first started it, I was just being obedient because I felt like God said, put a Facebook or put it, put something out that says anchor by the sword, because I've been giving you the anchor verse the entire time during this process. Hebrews 619 was even on a little block that we had to write on before we started the whole journey to, you know, keep us like a foundational verse. And that was mine, um, was Hebrews 619. So I felt like you said anchored by the sword. And I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing with this, but I'm going to shove it up and let's see what happens. So I put it up on Facebook and within five minutes, 20 people were back with me or, or were like in, on the page. And I'm like, what? Okay. So I created a logo. I did all these things like that night at my friend's house because I'm a planner. And so I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going in. But the first kind of year, it was kind of trying to figure out my feet. Like, try, you know, I had like, mermaid legs, like trying to figure out exactly where my footing was. And then, um, my friend, like in November of 2020 or 20, yeah, 2020, she's like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, nah, you know, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't really have time for that or whatever. Then, um, I ended up winning this podcasting equipment and then I was sitting at at work. And all of a sudden something came up on my phone that said, are you ready to start your podcast? And it was a um, Facebook live with Merit Ansa. And all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing this then. I just won free equipment. And now this, I, okay, we're going to do this and let's see what happens. And at first, when I first started it, like the ministry is kind of right now centered around the podcast, but we'll see what happens as it keeps going. But like the first seat, you know, the first I thought it was just going to be Northeast Ohio. Like when I started it, I was like, it's going to be Northeast Ohio. Like the whole plan came to me about the podcast while I was watching Wonder Woman. So, <laughs> everybody knows that's one of my favorite movies is Wonder Woman. I love it too. <laughs> so like I'm writing all this stuff down during the fight scenes and I'm like, okay. So um, 
you know, it was kind of, it was kind of difficult to get guests at first because it was so new and I was trying to figure it out. But all my, a lot of my friends were so willing to step up and share their stories that I started to learn so much more about my friends because I talk a lot, but getting to, you know, shut up and let them tell their stories was so amazing. Cause I was like, I did not know that about you. Like one of my best friends for 25 years, some of the stuff in her background, I didn't know either. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I need to repent for being that kind of friend. <laughs> like, but they were, it was just so amazing. And, you know, it expanded very quickly. Like it started with some, started with people in my friend group. And then all of a sudden it's people that I'm friends with online. And then it goes to people that I kind of know, but not really. And then you know, the big spark conference happens and I put my name down for podcast row and I'm getting emails daily for new people to interview. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I go down there and people are saying that they've heard of me, like people just on the expo floor. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's just been, it's just kind of blown my mind, like how it's, how it's been. And just the doors that God's opened. And I mean, there was a time where I was doing interviews five days a week. That is a lot of interviewing. I know I get exhausted when I do one interview a week. I mean, because I put so much into it, you know, and, but I mean, five a week, uh, that's a lot, you know, and I've interviewed not just people on podcasts, I've interviewed people in the workplace and all that kind of stuff too. But I mean, it gets, it's a lot of work. I mean, it, it doesn't seem that way, but it, it is if you want to do it well and if you take the time to learn about the person and things about them and, you know, have conversation before and if you can or all that. And the best part is, is that I've got a library of backstory backlog now. And I never had that. Like um, after March and doing all these interviews, it's like... God's been so good with as many people as he's given me so that when I'm ready to really dive into my project, I don't have to worry about interviewing because I'm good. But again, also like people want to share their story. Like, let's go. Like, you know, let's share those stories because God's going to use it. Like even people, I've had people on the podcast, they're like, my story doesn't seem like much because I didn't have this radical conversion story. And I said, but it's your story. It doesn't matter. It's your story and somebody's going to relate to your story. Yeah, I get that too. And some people I'm not worthy or, you know, I, I'm not ready to tell my story or, you know, I just don't have some major radical transformational story. And it's like, you serve a radical transformational God. We, you know, it, we should be on all of him in our lives, no matter what. And he doesn't care, you know, he just loves us for who we are and where we are. And he takes us where we're at. And that is exactly what I heard from you as we were talking and you were sharing. So you went to the depth and God met you there. And so Gina, for listeners today that are experiencing that just the pit, the bottom, can't go anywhere, paralyzed. What words of wisdom or what encouraging words do you have for them who just need to break free and 
just need to let go and let God. What what words do you have? What I would say is just go the next step. Just keep taking the next step because God is with you. He is writing your story. He is there whether you can feel him or not, whether you know him or not. He is right there. You are made for a purpose at this time in history. And he's got a plan that is so much more than what you can even imagine. And he needs you to be here to fulfill the part that he has for you. So just hang in there. Just look to him. You know, talk to people, find people because, you know, we have this, we have a text line now. If you're, if you're feeling suicidal, like text the number, um, you know, call somebody there's, there's people that are ready to listen. There's, you can go online now and through Headspace or one of those places and get a counselor like right then. So there's, you know, there's people there who are ready to walk with you through your journey and let them, let them walk with you because if they're there with you, they're there with you. And they're going to guide you through. They're going to be there each step of the way for you to lean on, for you to work through all the things. But also God is there and he already knows it anyways, you guys. He already knows all of it. And he is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's there with you. The things that you're going through right now. And I know some people will be like, well, that just sounds cliche. It's not going to last forever, guys. It really isn't. The things you're going through right now, it's not going to last forever. He's got you. He's got so much more in store for you. Your life is worth it. You are worth it. You are his son and daughter and he's got you. And just trust in that. Beautiful words, encouraging words, Gina. And so Gina, um, how can you be reached? You know, can you share, you know, um, the best way if someone wanted to, you know, bring you on another show and interview you, or they want to listen to your podcast or read your blogs, or maybe they want to have some kind of communication. um, What's the best way for listeners to reach out to you? Sure. I think the best way um, is my website. That's anchored by the sword.org. And On the website itself, there's a link to join the email list. There is links to my Instagram page, which is anchored by the sword podcast. There is, you can read some of the stuff that I've written in the past. The podcast is also on the website. So you can listen to the podcast straight from the website. Yeah. Like I said, I kind of hang out on Instagram too. Like I said, it's anchored by the sword podcast. And I like to hang out there too. If anybody wants to email me, it's Gina, G-I-N-A, at anchoredbythesword.org. Great. So, Gina, again, thank you for taking your time and sharing your God story with my listeners. And I know your story is going to bless so many. And I can't wait to share it. And friends, we will also have this episode available to listen to on our website, www.alteredstories.org. And until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. 
If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 